what's going on everybody welcome back to spoiler reels if you're new to the podcast welcome to spoiler reels i'm your host my name is angel and i might sound a little weird right now i'm actually a bit under the weather right right now so if you uh, you might hear me coughing or anything like that I'll, I'll mute it if i know i'm gonna cough i'll mute it so uh just please excuse the uh under the weather here and my voice is gonna sound a bit raspy i guess but uh, I still wanted to do this um, episode here uh, for you guys. I mentioned it, I mentioned it in the Halloween Ends uh, episode that I was going to try to do uh, the review for this one here. And uh, before we get started, I just want to let you guys know, spoiler, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers everywhere in this movie. So if you, if you still wanted to watch the movie and you don't want anything spoiled, uh, just pop, uh, watch the movie first and then come back and check out the uh, episode for you guys. And then also uh, make sure you guys check out my Instagram page, uh, spoiler underscore reels. As I mentioned, that's where I put all the content and all that stuff there. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. That being said, let's get started. <laughs> And now we're pleased to win our feature presentation. Hellraiser 2022. Um, I wasn't really too excited about this movie when it was first announced that it was going to, you know, come out. And obviously it wasn't, it wasn't going to come out in the movie theater. They were just going to stream it. It's on Hulu if you guys uh, decide to want to watch the movie. Um, and I actually watched it a few days ago, I believe. Um, decided to just check it out to see. Because uh, I'm a fan of the first two Hellraiser movies, the, the original. And uh, so, and then the other ones, I I, mean, I think the, I, I think I only watched part three. And then after that, it just, it just it went downhill since then with one-liners and the story plot just being like just ridiculous to where like they just tried they basically tried everything with this franchise and it's it's just it just it's one of it's to me it's by far one of the worst franchise uh ever and that's and that's you know me saying because i'm a fan of as i mentioned i'm a fan of the first two films so, but they just, they sunk this franchise pretty bad. And so when they announced this one here, I was a bit skeptical about it. Cause I was like, well, I don't know. Cause they haven't been successful with this franchise. <coughs> and, uh, excuse me. And, uh, so I figured I, you know, it's, it's on Hulu. Let's check it out. You know, I'm, it's, it's, uh, I'm doing the October horror movies anyway. So, you know, uh, so I figured I'd, I'd check it out. And this is a rated R movie, as, as it should be. I mean, a Hellraiser PG-13, you shouldn't even bother. Because it just would not work. Uh, it's a horror thriller. It's about two hours long, which I think it's a, bit, it's a bit too long for this movie. They could have trimmed it down for like two hours to like, I don't know, hour 40 maybe. They probably could have cut it 20 minutes. Because there's certain scenes that just didn't really need to be there, but they did it anyways. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.1 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 68%. Metacritics, uh, 56%. Uh, 
And the quick overview is a young woman must confront the sadistic supernatural forces behind an enigmatic puzzle box responsible for her brother's disappearance. Came out on September 28th, so it was basically like right there, um, uh, we're heading into October, so it's about two weeks in already. Uh, this was directed by David Bruckner, and this was a story by Clive Barker, obviously, and David S. Goyer. And the people that star in this movie are Jamie Clayton as Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. Uh, the Pinhead here is uh, is a female, and I believe from what I remember, Clive Barker actually wanted Hell, uh, Pinhead to be a female in his uh, in his in his movies, but I guess he uh, he decided to go with um, obviously the guy that I can't remember his name, but the guy that obviously is known for being Hellraiser, and it obviously worked out with how he looked, his voice, and everything, so it worked out, um, but they decided, let's just go female on this one here, and so they did, and I, I'm not knocking on it, I think she did a pretty good job as Pinhead, uh, we also have Odessa Azion uh, as Riley McKendry, uh, she's basically the uh, the lead in this movie, we got Drew Starkey as Trevor, Brendan Flynn as Matt McKendry, Goran Visnit, Visnich, <laughs> I might have butchered that, uh, as Roland Voigt, and Offway, off off, oh my god, Offway Hines as Nora. Yeah, I might have butchered the hell out of that uh, shit right there. Uh, Alright, let's get to the Wikipedia here. Let's see how it's been doing so far. And so there's no budget, doesn't show any budget or um, box office. I'm assuming it wouldn't be because it's through streaming. So maybe they wouldn't have it, but I don't know. Hellraiser is a 2022 American supernatural horror film directed by David Bruckner. Uh, from the screenplay, a second adaptation of the 1986 novella, The Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker, which served as the basis for his 1987 film Hellraiser. It is a reboot of the titular, uh, titular franchise and the 11th installment overall, a co-production co between Spyglass uh, Media Group and Phantom 4 Films. The film stars, as I mentioned right there. Uh, plans for a Hellraiser remake commenced in October 2007. Jesus. I think they were still making uh, Hellraisers around that time. Uh, unless that's where it ended and we haven't gotten anything since. But like I said, I don't remember. I haven't followed any of the movies outside of the first two. Uh, I was confirmed they would be directing with Barker producing... After Mari and Bustillo left the project, Todd Farmer and Patrick Lucier were attached with production slated for an early 2012 release. However, following the release of Hellraiser Revelations to secure continuing rights, Farmer and Lucier were no longer involved. By 2018, after critical and commercial success of Halloween, Miramax Films had confirmed plans for new Hellraiser installments. So, Halloween basically, like, revived Hellraiser. Because of the success of, of Halloween uh, in 2018, uh, it, it's it's managed to revive Hellraiser. I think it tried to uh, it revived 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Like, uh, Halloween was, you know, the real reason why uh, this even became a, why they even did it. Uh, let's get to the plot here, guys. During a party at a hedonistic millionaire Roland Voigt's mansion, sex worker Joey comes, uh, comes across a mechanical puzzle box. Which Voight insists he solved. Joey solves the configuration and is stabbed by a blade hidden inside of the box. A portal opens from which chains fly out and rip Joey apart. As Voight demands an audience with Le Leviathan. I actually did like the start of this movie. Like it's 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 uh it's right off the bat we get this guy this the sex sex worker uh, Joey he's like in this party obviously he's kind of like a bit you know awkward maybe it's not like. His normal parties that he goes to or anything like that, because these these seems like um, like eyes wide shut kind of party, and uh, he's obviously a bit like what the hell. And then he meets this this uh, lady, uh, so I think her name's Selena, Serena, and he Serena actually sent uh, uh, Joey to Roland Voigt's uh, 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 room where the where the uh, box is at. And obviously they tricked him into doing it so that he can open it. Uh, because the more you open, I guess, the more you uh, you get to get an audience with with uh, Le Leviathan, which I assume is a god. Um, and it starts out pretty good. I was like, oh, okay, this is this looks pretty good. Actually, I was like, all right, this looks pretty good. And uh, the way like they, they show the chains of him, like while while uh, Voight is like looking at the puzzle and everything like that, you can see in the background that Joey's just getting ripped apart. Like I thought that was a pretty cool scene right there, and I thought that was a, a pretty good way to start this movie. I was like, you got to start off right off the gate with this movie because there's not a whole lot of expectations for this one, and your franchise has been in disarray for a long time, so you had to fucking come out the gates immediately and that's exactly what i think they did in this one six years later recovering addict riley is living with her brother matt his boyfriend colin and their roommate nora riley's boyfriend trevor convinces her to help break into an abandoned storage warehouse where they discover the puzzle box returning home late riley gets into an argument with matt and leaves so we uh riley who is the main obviously a uh, character in this film here uh, is with her boyfriend Matt who both of them are are were reco are recovering addicts but yet they still have their things here and there as far as like uh, taking pills uh, alcohol um, stealing stuff like that um, so they're trying to recover but obviously they kind of uh, relapse every now and then throughout the movie and she, he convinces her to do this so that he, she can make some money because she said that the, the job that she has right now is just not cutting it and uh so they go and discover the box and she immediately gets attracted to it and she tells him she tells her boyfriend that, that she would hold on to it <clears throat> um but then she gets into a, a argument with her with her brother and the brother is just like fed up with it you can tell like he's been dealing with this for many years and he's just had enough, and he just call, says, like, you know, get the fuck out. Get out of my house right now, and this and that. And she goes out, she leaves with the, with the box and everything, and then the, uh, Trevor's boyfriend's outside, like, smoking a smoking a, a either cigarette or weed or something, but 
he even tells her like, "No, nah, come back home. He's he, he's just heated and everything like that." And and uh, she doesn't listen. Ends up ends up going at an empty park where she solves the box but avoids being cut by the blade, which is kind of crazy that she was able to work because this fucking thing is like the size not the size of a hook, but I mean it was a pretty big decent blade, and she manages to not get cut so that doesn't uh, so the Cenobites doesn't get her. The Cenobites, a group of de deformed humanoids, appear and demand she choose another as sacrifice. So she starts, she takes these pills, like she throws them away before all this happens. She throws these pills away and she was going to sleep in her car and then she realizes like, fuck this. She get, gets the pills from the ground, takes like three, four of them. And... Uh, she she thinks she starts hallucinating, so she she feels like she's hallucinating seeing the uh, one of the Cenobites. I thought it was Pinhead at first, but we don't see Pinhead until later. But it was one of the Cenobites, and and it it told her that it, she needs to have someone else sacrifice. Like you opened up that thing, the blade didn't get you. Now you have to get someone else. Uh, Matt finds Riley blacked out, so uh, and he tries to wake her up inadvertently cuts himself on the box. Matt is the, the brother, I'm sorry. I thought it was Trevor, it was Matt. Um, so he, obviously he feels bad that he yelled at her and everything because he ends up getting uh, like this bad dream that had to do with the chains, uh, uh, Hellraiser's uh, or Pinhead's chains, almost as if it looks like it's about to attack him while in his sleep, but then wakes up and then he's like, holy shit, I, I just, I gotta get... I, I, I gotta get uh, Riley back. So that's why he goes and finds her uh, in the park. But then when he tries to grab the box, the box ends up stabbing him. He goes to the nearby restroom to clean his wound. Riley hears him scream and discovers that he has vanished. And then all of a sudden, uh, when she's in the room, she goes out outside and she just sees the box just uh, forming on its own, like, you know, like a rubik's cube kind of thing but it's like moving on its own and everything like that and um and sucked up the blood of of uh, of, uh matt's blood and uh believing the box caused matt's disappearance riley and trevor tracked down serena meniker boyd's former lawyer who had hidden into the warehouse or who had hidden it in the warehouse meniker tries to take the box from riley but is inadvertently cut by the blade and is later taken by the Cenobites. And while they, before they get taken, when they get stabbed, they start having this like hallucination trip, like where like their vision it starts kind of looking blurry, like things are starting to move, like walls are opening, um, you know, like doors under under the ground where there shouldn't be. That like they're opening up and trying to like suck up the the people that that are are supposed to be taken. I thought that was pretty cool as far as visual goes. I thought that was pretty dope. I, I really did enjoy that right there. Um, and she gets taken. Yeah, she already knew what it was, what it was about, and what it what it's, you know, what what it's uh, able to do. And I guess like when she got caught by the uh, Cenobites, she immediately starts up, you know, uh, saying that she apologizes for everything that she did, like luring people into. Uh, luring people into Voight's mansion to like you know sacrifice them and stuff like that she immediately obviously regrets it now now that she knows that she's next and uh, she gets taken out
Uh, Riley visits Voight's abandoned mansion, finding his journals and learning that the box has multiple configurations, each of which requires a victim to be marked by the box's blade for the Cenobites to take. On completion, the box allows its holder to receive a gift from Leviathan, the entity that rules over hell. Riley sees an apparition of Matt and is horrified to discover he has been flayed. So, uh, when they get inside, uh, they they get inside that 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 mansion, and here we think that something had happened to Void, but we actually find out that Void has been alive this whole time. He's just been hidden behind these walls, and then we discover about them about him later. Uh, Trevor, Colin, and Nora arrive to take Riley home. While Riley explains her findings to Colin. The still living but mutilated Voight, who is hiding inside of the walls, stabs Nora with the box. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, their leader, the priest, taunts Nora, then flays, then flays her. This is when we finally get to see uh, Pinhead, and the way she kind of like grabbed Nora with the uh, with the chains and everything, and kind of like like moved her in certain awkward ways of her body and stuff like that. It's it, it was it's it looked very brutal. <clears throat> the group crashes the van and tries to walk back to the mansion. Riley encounters the priest who commands her to sacrifice two souls with the last two configurations. Or the Cenobites will take her because <clears throat> she got um trapped. She got uh, uh she got stabbed by the box. And they were like, either either we take you, or, we, or you have to sacrifice someone else. Either way, one of you guys are gone. <clears throat> After Trevor is injured by one of the Cenobites, the Chatterer, Riley solves the configuration and stabs it. And then this, uh, then this is when the Cenobite, like, uh, all of a sudden just kind of backs out. And then the Cenobite gets torn to pieces as the next sacrifice. So then that's when they realize, like, we don't have to sacrifice ourselves. We can sacrifice one of these Cenobites. And so now they're trying to trying to come up with an idea of how to be able to get another Cenobite without being killed <clears throat> and stab it with the with the configuration. The group makes it back to the mansion, realizing that there are, are steel doors designed to lock the Cenobites out. Riley and Colin leave Trevor to rest, and it is revealed that Trevor has been working for Voight to find people to sacrifice to the puzzle box. And we get that when uh, Trevor... <clears throat> I'm sorry... Um, Voight uh, tells Trevor, you know, like, you need to sacrifice either them or yourself and all this because Voight right now, <clears throat> thinking that it was pleasure, he thought pleasure was one thing while the Cenobites' pleasure seemed like another. And what they did is they added this fucking machine in through his torso and it basically starts twirling his in uh, his intestines every like i don't know every few minutes it goes back and forth back and forth and he's been living like that for six years so that's why he's trying to get people to sacrifice so that he can get that fucking thing off of him and be, and get an audience with leviathan so that's why he's trying to have he's trying to get people to get sacrificed so now we know that trevor um is working for voight at this point uh, Riley and Colin trap a Cenobite, the, as the Asphyx, to become the last sacrifice, but Voight appears 
and stabs Colin with the box. Voight reveals that he sought a, he sought new pleasurable sensations after completing all of his sacrifices, but his reward was a contraption attached to him that twists his nerve endings, leaving him in constant pain. He completes the final configuration and traps the Cenobites, demanding they ask Leviathan to free him from his gift. Leviathan appears in the sky above the mansion. Riley retrieves the box and unlocks the steel doors, letting the Cenobites in. <clears throat> Riley saves Colin from torture by stabbing Trevor, choosing him as a new, uh, new final sacrifice. Trevor is mutilated and dragged to hell. Meanwhile, Voight bargains with the priest to grant him a different gift, and she offers him power. Voight is released from his contraption and momentarily healed before Leviathan impales him with a large chain and chains and takes him away. Tempted by the priest into resurrecting Matt, Riley refuses to wish for a gift because she knows the Cenobite's rewards are always twisted. The priest tells her that she has chosen to live with the guilt of her actions. The box reverts to its original configuration and the Cenobites disappear. As Riley and Colin leave the mansion, he asks her if she made the right choice. Riley remains silent. Meanwhile, inside Leviathan, Voight undergoes a brutal transformation into a new Cenobite. And then the movie's over. So I, I'm assuming at the end, they're trying to do what they did in Hellraiser 2, where that um, that doctor who, who like, who experimented with the the people that that are sick in his in his uh, in his building, and used them as to like open up the con the configuration and everything like that, and then he eventually turns into a Cenobite uh, towards the third act, and I think that's what they're trying to go for here. I'm assuming that's what they're gonna try to do and try to and because uh, I figured it's gonna there's gonna be a part two the way they left this movie here. I'm obviously depending on how. Uh, how well the this movie uh, how well this movie is received and if it's successful, then they'll more than likely try to do a part two. Um, so uh, overall, I don't think it's uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, honestly, I'm pretty sure because I haven't seen any others. I've only seen I've only seen certain scenes from all, all the other previous Hellraiser movies, just certain scenes, but I haven't, I did not sit down and watch the whole thing just cuz it just does not catch my attention. Cuz they just they look very cheap. I mean, it looks very poorly made and stuff like that. So I don't even bother. But this one seemed like they added at least more thought into it uh as far as maybe the story, how it goes and everything like that and uh, I, I I don't mind the the uh, Hell Priest uh, played by Jamie Clayton. I don't mind the new uh, Pinhead. I'm okay with it. I don't mind that she's a female. I don't think she. I don't think she uh, brings out that character as much as the old uh, Pinhead. But because um, I think the old Pinhead just his voice, the way he looked how grainy it, that movie looked back then instilled fear unlike this one just seems very more clean more polished um like it almost seems like her face was kind of cgi'd in a way unlike the old pinhead it's all makeup and um so but i don't mind how she performed uh pinhead some of the characters in this movie just seemed like 
you you couldn't really outside of maybe um uh Riley outside of maybe Riley and her brother the other characters just seem I don't know not not like you don't really feel for them as much uh but you know Riley did I think Riley uh, did a pretty good job as far as portraying this character as a drug addict or a recovering drug addict. Um, you know, relapsing every now and then throughout the movie and stuff like that. Like, I thought she played it pretty well. Um, uh, I liked how they added that little somewhat of a plot twist as, as uh, uh, what's uh, Riley's bo uh, boyfriend, Trevor. Uh Oh, it says here, Riley boyfriend who met her in a 12-step program. Um, I, I actually like the fact that he was in cahoots with, with uh, Voight. You know, because Voight obviously can't, he can't do anything. He can't go anywhere by himself. Like, obviously with this with this mechanism that's uh, in inside his, his body. So he obviously needed someone to help him do this for him. And obviously, like... He used Trevor because he was a recovering drug addict who had nothing to lose. And Boyd was even like, because Riley was like, why did you do this, Trevor? And, like, and Boyd interfered and inter intervened and said, because he has, he, because um, I gave him some, uh, I offered him something better in his miserable life, you know, money and all that stuff. So obviously Trevor, a recovering addict, you give them this money just to do a certain job, they're going to more than likely do it. And more than likely he did it because, you know, maybe to use, use that money to buy more drugs. I don't know. But uh, obviously, like, towards the end, you can you can tell that Trevor felt guilty about it because he kind of looked at, like, um, uh, Matt's, uh, 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 Matt's boyfriend. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Colin. Uh, he even like Trevor tells Colin like Colin you, you like don't go outside man they're gonna kill you like just he, like he felt bad but he's like you gotta accept the fact that it's gonna happen I was like I was like oh man that's fucked up <laughs> so uh, overall nice nice decent kills nothing nothing too grimy like the original or anything like that but I think it was a decent enough film definitely um I definitely put this as my number three, uh, my number three Hellraiser movie. So it'd be the the, the first one, this the uh, part two, and then this one here, and then after that, all the other movies I don't really care for. So, um, but the reason why I'm just saying it, like it's not bad, it's not that great, but I mean it's the the bar was set pretty fucking low to know that that this movie would have been way more successful than the. Than the last few Hellraiser movies that they've done, so the bar was set pretty low. So it's why it looks better than the other ones. But as far as like it just uh, to me, it, it's not gonna top the originals. The first two, it's just not at least not for me. Um, but decent enough to kind of you know like it's it's October. If you guys were looking to watch a a horror movie or like that, give this one a watch. Um, don't you know? Don't go in with high expectations or anything like that. It's just, it's a decent, passable horror movie, and, and that's as far as I think I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. Will I watch it again? Yeah, I don't see why not. 
I wouldn't be in a rush to it, but I don't see why I would not watch this movie again. So let's get to my rating here. I'm going to give it, I'll give it a six out of 10. So it's, it's, it's borderline to me. It, it really is. It's, it's just borderline. Um, of course, as I mentioned, guys, like these ratings can change at any time. Like as of right now, I'm saying six. If I watch it like another day and I start actually like, like the movie a little bit more, then maybe I might change it up. But. Uh, as of right now, I've, I watched it about two days ago. Uh, as of right now, I'll give it a six. So I, I had time to think it over and, and kind of like, you know, re rethink about the movie and everything like that. So I came to the conclusion that, that I was I was going to stick with, with six out of ten. So. All right, guys, that is it for my review for Hellraiser 2022. What did you guys think of this movie? Did you like this movie? Are you a fan of it? Did you not? Like, what did you give it out of 10? Let me know in the comments on uh, Instagram, spoiler underscore reels. Again, I apologize for my voice being very scratchy and everything. I'm still a little bit under the weather right now, but uh, uh, I had to do this uh, review here for you guys, and so I did. Uh, that's it, guys. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.